Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning the last Aliyah in Parashas Noach. It is Noach Shvi, and in this we're going to learn about the origins of Abraham Avinu and the Tower of Bavel. A brief summary of the Aliyah, and then we'll take some points to ponder as we look at it in more detail. So we hear at this point in time that everybody is of a common tongue, a common tongue, and they speak, they have the same issues to talk about, and they move away from Kedem. They move away from this area in the east, and they found a Bika valley called Shinar, which is today what we call Bavel, and they uh, they live over there. And they say to themselves, look, let's let's put make bricks, let's let's burn them into 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 shape, and we'll make a I'm we'll make them into some sort of tower, we'll build a city, and um, its head will be in the heavens, and we'll make ourselves a name, lest we spread across the whole earth. Hashem comes down to see, so to speak, and he sees what the human beings have been doing. And Akash Baruch Hu says, look, they all speak the same language, they try to start this, I'm not gonna stop them what they intended to do. I'm going to mix up their languages. They're not going to be able to hear each other. And Hashem spreads them across all the land, thereby stopping the building of this city. And they call it, therefore, Bavel, because there it comes from the word Bavel, but for Balal, to mix up all the languages. Very enigmatic parish, only has nine psukim. And then there afterwards, we hear about the ten generations from Noah to Avram. So we hear about all the individuals and their different years. We hear about Shem, and then we hear his sorry, son Arpach Shad, and his son um, Shelach, and then we hear about Shelach's son Aver, and then Aver has Peleg, and Peleg has uh, and Peleg has Reu, and after Reu we have Serug, and then Nachor, and then Terach, and then um, Avram, and Nachor, and Haran. And then we hear about how one of the brothers, that's Haran, dies in the presence of his father Terach in the land of Ur-Kastim. And Avram and Nachar, the remaining two brothers, marry the daughters of Haran, that, that is um, Milka and Yiska. Yiska is another name for Sarai, but Sarai does not have any children. Terach, the father, takes Avram and Lot, the, the third the child, the son of Haran, they start moving towards the land of Canaan, and they stop in Haran, and at which point Terach dies, and we hear that he is, at this point in time, um, 205 years old, and he passes away. This is the Aliyah, as we have it, a few basic points to ponder. Number one, in trying to understand what is going on, it seems that Hashem is intervening with the Dor HaPalaga, the Migdal Bavel, this generation of dispersion, but we don't know exactly what the sin is, what is possibly going on over here. So it's interesting that the Ibn Ezra says that the idea over here is that Hashem wanted them to populate the world, to spread out and to create, to bring the world under human dominion. However, what they are doing is instead of building outwards, they are building upwards. It's a lack of willingness to engage nature, to cultivate nature, and therefore, that was the sin as well. Um, there's another possibility, and that's what Rashi suggests. Rashi suggests that, that this was Avodah They put a deity at the top of this tower, and they were going to serve this Avodah The question that many ask on this is that, really, at a first blush, if you read this parasha, there is no exp um, explanation or even indication of there being polytheism here. It doesn't sound like there is service here. It's interesting that a number of years ago, they started discovering in the Babylonian area the, uh, these, these structures called ziggurats, which were these temples. And what is interesting about them is they were called the Temple of 
heaven and earth. There would be these very tall pyramid-like structures with stairs on all four sides. And the top, it was known to be, that was the, the place where there was, in fact, a um, deity where people would serve. It is, the Torah is framing this in a way that people familiar with what a ziggurat truly is would know, of course, you build a ziggurat because it's the place of heaven and earth. It's the meeting of heaven and earth where people would serve this pagan deity. So Rashi is talking 100% to the sensitivities of people who knew that they're talking about. It took us later day people a little bit of time to understand a little more in context. Another idea that's expressed is Rav Hirsch, the idea of urbanization. Again, similar to the idea that uh, that the Ibn Ezra talks about, the notion of Akadosh Baruch Hu hoping for us to find him through nature, and they're trying to avoid nature. I remember one time I was walking through the streets of Manhattan as the snow was falling. As it was falling, it was being plowed up, almost as if you didn't have to notice nature. There's no train delays, everything will be just on time. Well, that's when you live in a great urban city. When you live in the countryside, you feel the hand of Hashem a little more, a little more clearly in life, and one has to look upwards, not just look downwards in one's feet or one's device in one's hand to notice HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They are trying to avoid that explicit encounter with the divine. Um, it is interesting to note that Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Lord Sachs, um, has a beautiful article in which he suggests the Safa Achas refers to the idea of, to the idea of imperialism. And he, he quotes a very interesting cylinder uh, that refers to the idea of the Assyrians who would enforce one language upon their subjects when they conquered an area, suggesting that the idea of this Tower of Bovel was uniformity, trying to put everybody into one mold. And Hashem's breaking that mold, allowing di diversity, is what is being suggested here, which is a very beautiful idea. Now, why did Haran die? The Torah makes a point of telling us that Haran dies in Al Panei Terach Aviv in the face of his father. So, what is going on here? Why is this being linked? Rashi tells us that this, there's actually a subtext here that his father, Avram, and Haran's father was a idol worshipper and sold idol worship. Avram destroys the idols of his father, as we famously are taught, but this is not explicit in the text, this is in the Midrash. And. Um, at which point in time, Avram is brought by his father to the authorities at the time, which is Nimrod, and he's told about this. Avram Avinu has to make a decision whether it's to renounce his monotheism or to jump into the flames in Ur Kastim, the fire of Kastim, and he jumps into the fire. Haran, in fact, was more of a fence sitter, so he wasn't clear about his value system. When he saw that Avram Avinu survived, he also, when confronted with the question, opted to jump in, but because his belief system was not 100% intact, it was more... Um, dependent on the direction the wind was blowing, um, ultimately died. What is interesting to note is that the Maral points out that uh, if you look at the name um, of Haran, the Shemishmul quotes this, is that Haran actually is, is the middle letters in the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet. He is five, which is the middle of the tens. Resh is 200, the highest new, single numeric value in the Hebrew alphabet is Taf, which is 400, so 200 is half of that. And the Nun is 50, which is the middle of the tens. The middle of the units, the middle of the tens, the middle of the, um, the hundreds in the Hebrew alphabet is Haran, because he was a person who didn't have a guided system. He only, had, he only chose based on where the bets looked better at that point in time. The Arizal says that, explains that Haran's soul came back later in the form of Aaron HaKohen. You'll notice that the word Aaron is actually Aleph Haran. The, the name of Haran with an Aleph at the beginning, meaning 
when you have a value system with God at the beginning, one value system in front of you, then that balance in personality can actually be a very, very positive thing where you're able to bring peace between people. You can hear both sides. You have the empathy and the capacity to be able to understand people and bring them together. That's what a Aharon can look like if you have the Aleph at the beginning. If you're just a Haran, then perhaps you just go with whatever is the easiest, the point of least resistance, which is where Haran went as well. Finally, one last question on this Aliyah, and that is, when did Terach die? Rashi points out that if you count his years, and you, and then you count the, the amount of years of Avram, it is interesting that he actually died um, much later than when Avram left to, Cana to Canaan. It sounds like Terach started the journey towards Canaan with his children, did not end up going the full journey, and Avram left before his father died, before Terach died. Which is interesting. Why is that? So Rashi he uses the, under, the understanding that a Rasha, an evil person, even in his life is considered dead. So really, technically speaking, although he was alive, really he was dead walking because of his spiritual conduct. How there's another idea over here, which is this 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 academic feature is what's called um, telescoping, where the Torah will take a story and fast forward it to close it before going on to the next story even though it really actually it, it, it is elongated it goes into the next story technically speaking in years the reason why the Torah might do this as well is to create a great divorce between Avram and his father Lech Lecha which is the parish we're about to encounter is clearly a new chapter in life and therefore the Torah describes the death of Terach prematurely to indicate this is really moving away from his father he's leaving behind everything of his father to him his father is dead as he moved into listening to the new mission the mission of Lech Lecha. with this we close the seventh aliyah and Parshas Noach as a whole have a wonderful and meaningful day and a good Shabbat